What is up, Arizona high school basketball fanatics? Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff. Your other host, Rez, is here with me as always. And we got an awesome episode in store for you guys today as we break down the 1A through the 3A conference champions. We're going to talk about stats. We're going to talk about high points, low points in the season. It's going to be super fun. Let's get into it. Hey, Riz, you still got the sniffles, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit, but we're here. You know, if you, when you guys tune in every week, you probably notice that as I'm doing the intro, you hear a slight little in the background. Yeah, that's and that's Reyes. Doing some illegal things. No, man. You're just... <laughs> what the heck? Welcome back, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Reyes, how you doing this morning, buddy? Man, I'm great. I'm alive and I'm here, baby. You're alive. I'm alive. Even though you shouldn't be. I shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. Neither of us should be alive because we had some teams that we had high expectations for that did not perform the way that we wanted to. We're going to get into all this stuff. Before we do, I just want to take a second and remind you guys, okay? If you haven't already, go hop on to Apple Podcasts, hit the write a review button all the way at the bottom, leave us a five-star review, and let us know how we're doing. We really appreciate all that stuff. It really helps our show. There's thousands of you guys, like literally thousands of you that tune in every single episode. But, you know, we only got like 100. And I guess 111 reviews is pretty good. But, you know, we want more. And we know that the audience is way more than that. So, you know, Reyes, we, you said you wanted to make a bet about how many people would give us ratings. Do you know how many people gave us ratings? Yes. How many? One. <laughs> <laughs> one rating baby it's all right it's all good yeah one percent better one percent better every single week every single week you're a mathematician aren't you i am if you get one percent better every single week how what percent better are you by the end of the year 365 percent. no that's not true <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it, i was reading a book atomic habits and it says if you get one percent better every single day of the year in a specific area, then you get 37% better by the end of the year. It's pretty That literally makes no sense, bro. There's Think about it. I'm a mathematician. I'm thinking about it. 365 days in a year, yep. 1% better every single day. Yeah, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. <laughs> All the way to 365. <laughs> I don't know how to count, dude. You guys who are listening, you know that that's right, and that makes sense. So, you know, yeah. it's all good. They know I'm right. Uh, but hop on and give us a review. Those things help us so, so much because when people find our show, they get to see that there's a lot of people listening. They get to see kind of what your thoughts are on it. So uh, help us out with that. That's awesome. And then another thing that we want to let you guys know is I know that this uh, whole episode is entitled Season Finale because it is the season finale. But Reyes, does that mean that we're done doing the podcast after this? We are not done. It's still scary hours here. That doesn't make sense when you do it like that. It's scary it, it hours, bro. I know, but it would have made more sense to do that. We're not done. Oh, no, that's the small ball. Oh, man. And then, gosh, okay, Reyes is going crazy right now on the soundboard. a little wild, bro. Uh, no, I like the scary hours. Well, I know we all know that you like the scary hours. It becomes a topic every single time. It does become a topic. Um, but, but we're yeah. not done yet. No, we're, it, this is just the season finale of literally the season, guys. Like, the ti- It's literally the title, guys. Put two and two together. 
Sometimes I can't even, but it's all right. I did it this time. I came up with a title, bro. It's super simple. So what we are going to continue doing after this, we're going to call it the Arizona Small Ball Spring Tour, and we're going to do some deep dives on some programs, and we want to hear from you guys. Which programs should we do some deep dives on? We're going to do two a week, one on the normal podcast, another one on the other episode in the Patreon. So we're going to keep the Patreon going. And then on top of that, I actually just thought of this this morning, but I think we should do some type of offensive breakdowns and scheme breakdowns on the Patreon as well, which I think would be really good. Are you not going to mention that we're going to be driving to these places? I told you I was going to drive to these places. That's the whole point of a spring tour. Yeah, well, that's that's what I'm saying. You didn't say that. Well, you just said it. Specify it. Yeah, so as much as we can... Whatever schools you guys let us know that we should go and do a deep dive on, we're going to drive out there. We'll spend a little bit of time out there, you know, maybe look at their weight room, eat some of the best food around there. And if their food's crappy, we're going to tell them to their face. <laughs> I'm on one right now, dude. Do you feel better about yourself after saying that? A little bit. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like if we showed our people, like, what we got best here – I feel like they'd kick us in the nuts. Right now, rate the food in Camp Verde one to ten. Well, give me a restaurant. This is just I'm saying rate the food in Camp Verde one overall? to ten. Overall? Yeah. I'm going six. I was thinking like five point eight. So like a six. It's like a six. Yeah. Solid. It's okay for a small town. Small town. But yeah, the Arizona Small Ball Spring Tour, we're really excited about it. We're excited to learn more about programs, see facilities, and you know, all that kind of stuff. Hopefully get some merch. That'd be way cool. That'd be super cool. And if they don't. Just stop, dude. You just keep trying to, like, do these weird threats, man, to, like, (laughs) restaurant owners, to coaches, like, to everybody. I don't know what's going on today, dude. I know. It's crazy. Um, So we got that going on. So that's going to be starting up next week. We'll post a graphic. Yeah. And um, we'll we'll post a graphic next week, or actually pretty soon, but... Um, yeah, we'll post a graphic and in the comments and stuff like that or in the, on our story. Like, just let us know, like, what school should we hit up and stuff. And like I said, this ain't going to be an every week thing, but we're going to try to at least hit up two schools a month. Mm-hmm. And I think that'd be super cool, you know, like I said, just to get to know your guys' campus, like the facilities, staff, the coaches. And I think it's just, you know, fun things for you guys to kind of just promote your guys' school and everything like that. And one other announcement before we get into talking about the conferences is we are doing our first annual Arizona Small Ball uh, Senior Showcase. That's on April the 15th, and there's going to be more details about that coming out. But all I'm going to say for this is be on the lookout for some invitations because we're inviting 20 seniors, maybe a few more, because we're going to have a dunk contest. We're going to have a three-point contest. We're going to have a senior game. It's all about the seniors, so it's going to be a senior maybe showcase. Maybe King of the Court. Maybe we talked about doing a king of the court where we could bring in a former Arizona small ball player. Apparently, he was the quickest in the two-way at one point. Apparently. And we could have you guys play him one-on-one, and you could just dog him. Oh, dude, that would be so funny, dude. You just dog him. Oh, gosh. You win some free merch. We have to call Travels, though. We do have to call Travels. <laughs> So just we got all those things coming up. So just be on the lookout for that. And for real, be on the lookout for some invitations because we're putting together a list of seniors that we're going to invite. Reyes is going to give some talk to some of his college coaching buddies, and we're just going to see how many, how much exposure we can get for you guys. It's going to be a fun game and just a fun turnout. So, yeah, a great cap off to the season. Again, that's April 15th. There's more stuff coming out about that very soon. Okay, so let's move on 
into the tournaments. Okay, we got the one A through the three A. Before we get into highlighting the conference teams, let's just talk about this, like the conference champions, right? Let's talk about this because obviously everybody, if you're listening to this, even if you're just a casual small ball fan, you know this. Winner in the one A is North Valley. Winner in the two A is Pima. Winner in the three A is Valley Christian. Right? We were two for one in our picks for whoever would win the championship Correct. from the beginning of the year, which is pretty solid. Pretty solid. And our pick for the 2A made it to the Final Four, and then they couldn't make it past the Final Four, you know? so I can't wait to talk about that game. Yeah, so, I mean, we weren't far off from any of that stuff. So, let's just start with this, though, okay? There's a lot of great teams that did not win the conference title. Mm. So, what are some teams that caught your eye that did not win the conference title but probably deserve some airtime. Like, they did some really good stuff in the tournament, but they didn't end up getting all the way and winning it all. I'll give two teams, actually. I don't know if you have the same. Well, actually, I actually have three. Three in the three eight. Okay. One of them is Yuma Catholic. I was, like I said, I'm a believer now. C- can we talk about Yuma Catholic and how I thought, aside from Valley in the three A? they might have been the best coached team in the whole tournament. Oh, absolutely. And even... Ironwood is right there too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, but Yuma, like, I, I don't know. I really liked Yuma in this tournament. They, I mean, Brayden Moore, like those kids really stepped mm-hmm. up. And he, they're only sophomores and juniors. They're so young. They are so young. They're only losing like two two people or a senior effort. Next guy. year, in my, I'm thinking like way too early preseason top 10. I'm putting them like top three. I might put them number two. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, top three. I might get a little crazy. Maybe one. I'm just kidding. Um, Valley just went, what? <laughs> Um, no yeah i thought i mean i'm a believer i guess i wasn't really paying attention to them as much as you were just because i don't know i just looked at their their schedule their region i was like it's kind of soft no i know dude i just didn't think their schedule and their region prepared them for how they performed sure and they pretty much told me to shut up i know and so i appreciate that you mccatholic that you Mm -hmm. guys just told me to shut up and i thought they played well against valley they played well they played really good Probably like to like the fourth quarter, maybe two minutes into the fourth quarter. But then, you, I mean, like I said, we'll get into the Valley and how what they just kind of did to other teams. Mm-hmm. But I thought Yuma could have to play great. I thought Coolidge and ALA Ironwood were two teams that I would, you know, give a shout out to. Even though Coolidge had that just, just they imploded, you know, they just had that break. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're going to, you're talking about Coolidge right now? Yeah, weird, right? Don't do that. I, I love Coolidge to death, you know? You don't think they deserve some airtime? I don't. Wow, I'm, I'm not being mean. I'm just saying, like, be a little mean. I'm not trying to be mean. I love Coolidge. I follow I them, them, and I'm gonna follow them next year too. Like, I I love watching their kids play, Coach Glasgow, all that. But like, if we're talking about teams that legitimately should be there, no, I'm not just talking about like that did really good in the tournament, but didn't make it all the way. Come on now. Well then, okay then, Coolidge, I throw you out of my mouth. I'm just saying, dude. Yeah. I'm not trying to be like you. You, just, know. Bull- you just bullied him. You just bullied me to do that. So <laughs> I did just bullied you. You just bullied me. So I hope you feel better about yourself. I'm and just then, saying, like after a I'm game just saying like that. Too, bro. Cool. Gosh, dude. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, my bad. Go dude. ahead. I'm, I'm, and then my I'm, last I'm, team was Ironwood. Dude, I don't even feel like saying them now. No, go you, ahead. You can bully me from saying that now. No, they deserve that. They oh, made did it to they? The final four, and they had a chance to make it to the championship. They did, but um, the Mustangs had a different story for them. I don't even know what I was going to say, bro. <laughs> I don't even know what I was going to say, bro. A different outcome? I don't know. But, no, yeah, Ironwood had a pretty tremendous um, season, and then obviously a tremendous, like, tournament run. It's just – it's crazy how their season ended, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, just when you think they hit 
by Joe Hits, and then I forgot the other kid. Oh, um, Red something. Oh, I forgot his last name already. Um, he just ices the game with that game mm-hmm. winner in overtime. Yeah, man, that was a fun game to watch. Well, and I mean, I was thinking this and watching, and we can t- we can kind of use this to transition to mine because like. I have Monument and Ironwood both on mine, you know, like. Oh, well, I thought we were. I thought you said teams that like had a good tournament run. Monument had a great tournament run, but I thought we were going to talk about them separately. Oh yeah, no, but they did though. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're one of mine that I have on here, and I'm sure that they're yours. You the magic. I, I just didn't mention them because yeah, them. dude, the just Magic like, Mustangs, baby. I know, man. It's crazy, and like, I just felt like watching Monument Valley. They were. They, their will to win, I have not seen in a long time. Like, these are kids that were were undersized, not as athletic as the teams that they were playing against. And, I mean, these kids just willed to win. They were not going to lose. And, like, it literally reminded me of this, too. It was probably, like, four or five years ago in the March Madness tournament. Texas A&M was playing against uh, UNI. And they were down. Oh, I know. By 12? Yeah, UNI was down by, like, 13. With 45 seconds left. Or I think it was Texas Texas A&M was down. No, you and I was down. Either one. But, like, they it ended up. I, it was you and I. They ended up coming back and winning and scoring in that, like, 45 seconds. And I've never seen anything like it. But it was, like, that was a team where it didn't matter what was going to happen. They were going to win. And that was monument, you know, up until they met Valley. But, like, against Coolidge, against Ironwood, and especially against Ironwood. So, like. I think about Ironwood and the job that Coach McCurdy did with his team, Corey Wood, and how he blossomed as a senior at the end. You know, like, all these different things. Like, they had a tremendous season, man, and they did an awesome job with his group. Absolutely. I mean, and even just something that Coach McCurdy did great with his squad that a lot of squads struggled with is getting your best players the ball in areas where they can be successful, you know, within the flow of the offense. And Mm -hmm. it just, it worked really well. So huge shout out to them. I mean, they did awesome. I'm thinking about Monument and how they, the run that they had, and they competed with Valley better than I thought that they would. I felt bad in the Patreon. Remember what I said? They don't belong on the same floor as Valley. Yeah, you disrespectful. I did, dude. You piece of Man, I swear, I was so upset when you said that. <laughs> I know. It was, it was. I was a little bit out of pocket. Out I'm of always. Pocket. I'm a little bit more out of pocket on Patreon than I am on the normal episode. But I just feel like they, like what you said, they shut me up time and time again. So they had an awesome season, and huge shout-outs to them. There's a couple other teams, too, I want to mention, though. I, I had Yuma on here. We already talked about that. You got to talk about Highland, though. I thought we were going to go three and then two and then one. Well, no, I'm just doing it all together. Like, Highland oh. Prep, dude, like – Highland Prep, Prep. I mean, their run to to beat the number one seed in Santan Charter, right? Which was a good, a great squad, man. There's some people chirping on Twitter about how they weren't, like, sold on Santan as a number one seed. Did you see that? That I did, and I just, I think the disrespect is crazy, dude. If you look at their resume and who they played, I know the ending part of their season wasn't good, but if you look at, like, just throughout it, dude, they played great teams, and they dogged them, man. We talked about Thatcher. We talked about Gilbert Christian. We talked about all the tournaments they were in. I mean, come on, dude. They played great teams. So for them to – for Highland to come up and beat Santan Charter and, like, do a really good job like that, dude, that's tough. And then to go and place Phoenix Christian and face them, who they had already lost to two times previously, they to come back. Them. Coach Hill's game plan there was great. 
I love how he switched it up on defense. Switched it up on defense. At times, he threw some junk at him. And Phoenix Christian had a really hard time settling in, man. It was difficult for them. So, I mean, Coach Hill did a great job. Presley Ebay really, I felt like, took the next step. Absolutely. In, in this tournament. I mean, he was awesome. And I'm super excited for him next year. And, yeah, I mean, I think we got to talk about Highland Prep and their run that they made. They came up short against Pima. But just a couple stats to throw your way about them. Presley Ebay for the tournament, he averaged 16 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, and 2 blocks. Um, Cohen Hill had 15 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, and 2 steals. And then Terrell Green, who really came into his own in this tournament too, 9 points, 12 rebounds, and 2 blocks as well. So mm. just like, And they're all back. Yes. They're all back. Scary hours. They're all coming back, boys. Scary hours for the honey badgers. It's crazy. No, not for the honey badgers. For everybody else, you know. I mean, they're they're going to be. I mean, honestly, they're going to be pretty up there when we do our preseason top ten for me. I mean, I love the squad. They're coming back. The experience. I'm, I might get a little crazy. Um, no, yeah. I agree with you, Highland Prep. I thought they had a tremendous run. I, God, lead, dude. The teams that they beat, like you said, uh, Santana and Phoenix mm-hmm. Christian, and we'll probably go a little deep dive on those games, or at least like the you know Phoenix Christian one because that was our pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me too, Pima. Pima. We didn't bet against them, but we mm-hmm. weren't like sold. Well, but they won the conference though. They did. No, that's what I said. But we, they, yeah. But we weren't like. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Like we were like, we don't know. We got Phoenix Christian. Like, Here, let's just pause. I want to talk about that when we talk about Pima, just because I got I got some owning up to do. You do. I got some big time owning hey, up. You to were do. dogging them, dude. I wasn't dogging them. Dogging them. But I I got some owning up to do, and I'm you I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to do it. I'm a rough rider, dude. Oh, stop. You never ridden a horse in your life. Yes, I have. Tell me when. When have you ever ridden a when horse? When I was in Costa Rica, dude, I rode a horse. <laughs> I swear to God, dude. Did you really? I rode a horse, dude. <laughs> I can't even picture you on a horse. I rode a freaking horse, dude. They gave me this big old freaking white horse. It was scary, though, because I never ridden one, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what I was doing. And I don't know what I did. Like my leg, like hit its like side by accident because we were just going on. And the it just box, took off. And it started going. And it started going like fast, like. And I, like from me being in the middle, I started leading the pack, and I like looked at everybody. And I was like, "What the hell did I do?" And then the horse like wanted to like run, and so I didn't know what to do. So I yanked the rope a little bit. Just your roots came out. And huh? then, oh my gosh. <laughs> And I yanked the thing back, like the, I don't even know what you want to call it, the rope, whatever. Uh, and then, and it like, kind of like went up a little bit. And I was like, oh, hell no. I'm not about to get bucked off this thing, dude. But I rode a horse. Okay. I was a tour guide for a little bit. I, I stand corrected. Your roots came out. You just started leading the pack just out of nowhere, huh? I do freaking Geronimo, baby. Let's go. <laughs> okay. All my Apache brethren. Uh, so, yeah. Um,. Yeah, so yeah, we got some on up to do with that. And then for the one A, I just we, you. I got some on up to do. And then for the one A, I just wanted to mention this the Gregory School. Okay. As a twelve seed, they make it almost to to the final four. I mean, they they showed out in a big way. And I love the Gregory School, and I think they got not I think, I know, they got a lot of young kids coming back. It's just gonna be really exciting to see them. And yeah, I mean, I just think we would be hey, and Bobo. Let's be honest, dude. And Bobo hey, too. We, we didn't did, have them on our radar at all we this did season. Not until like what? Maybe no. We I mean, we put them on probably December, mm-hmm. but like the preseason and all those ranking, we we didn't even know about Bobo. Sure. The disrespect we gave him, and here they are 
facing North Valley in the championship, which I don't think they played their best game, but it doesn't matter because you yeah, guys, yeah, they you guys didn't. Did. But you know, like watching that game, dude, and we'll talk about it. But like, it was a lot more attributed to North Valley than it was just to Bobo not having a good game. Mm. A lot more to that. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. But um, regardless, those are some teams that I definitely wanted to shout out that we wanted to shout out that did not have a um, – they didn't win the conference, but they definitely did some great stuff in the tournament. And, yeah, I mean, should we talk – is Monument Valley a Cinderella team? I don't know. Because a we'll, Cinderella team we'll is – Let's dive a, into it. A cinder. Okay, we're gonna start off with that, and then we're gonna. No, let's just talk about it right now. Actually, hold on. I was gonna transition this. We're not gonna transition it now. Let's talk about this for a second. Is Monument Valley a Cinderella team? I was just looking at their schedule. I don't think so. Well, a Cinderella team is a team that, like, again, Cinderella. You're not supposed to be there, and you make it. Let's call it what it was, though. Do you, In I mean, my mind, they're a Cinderella team. I would. Would you? I would have never picked them to beat Coolidge, especially the way that they did. But I did. I, no, you didn't. You you mentioned it, but you didn't actually pick them. I picked Monument Valley. No, you didn't. You, you changed your you, mind. You bullied me out of it again. You can't blame me for that. Dude. Yeah, I can. You bullied me, dude. No, you Jeff, you sounded like a victim right now. Dude. I am, bro. You bullied me. I'm riding my magic Mustangs, big dog, and you're like, "Come on, bro, be realistic." Like, bro, you know what? I was like, bro. <laughs> I almost said it. I almost just said it, dude. And then you just you're just a joke, dude. But anyways. No, but I I, feel, I rocked with it. I don't think they're nope. In my opinion, and we both talked about Monument, and we're super high on them. But just seeing some of their their games throughout the season, I did not expect them to raise their level of play the way that they did. So I mean, in my mind, they're a Cinderella team. But I mean, that's open to discussion. I'm, I think there's some of you guys who probably agree with Reyes. Some of you guys who probably agree with me. But like. Would you have pictured that? And I'll their, say this, their too. Their only loss is pretty much Holbrook, dude. They lost to Snowflake in a tournament, too, though. Cool. Tournament. No one cares about those. I do. And it's a game. But no one cares. It's a tournament. It doesn't. Okay. They're probably taking it easy. I'm talking about what matters. I'm going to say this last thing about Monument Valley, and then, and then we'll move on. Um, Monument Valley is what Holbrook wanted to be. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, Holbrook. God, dude. That's not disrespectful. Holbrook's a great squad, and they did a great job yeah, with, like, their little dude. run. I'm just saying, Monument Valley was able to channel all of that juju that Holbrook kind of started to do last year, and they were very close to doing. But, I mean, Monument just took it and ran with it. So, really cool, awesome stuff. So, yeah, I mean, again, in my mind, I think, I think Monument's Cinderella, but that's up for debate. Let us know what you guys think. Write us in. Who do you think's right, me or Reyes? Me. Hey, where do you want to start with, 1A, 2A, 3A? Let's do 1A. Okay, so we're going to start with the 1A next, highlighting North Valley Christian and their awesome run. Check it out. Here it comes. Okay, so North Valley wins the 1A Conference Championship. We are not super surprised about this. We're going to start off with all the positives here with North Valley, and then we're going to talk about something a little, little dicey that some people have been popping off online about, and uh, we're going to have North Valley's back here for a minute because uh, North Valley does some really good stuff. So 
all in all, they end with the season 17-1. and one. I'm looking at, uh, at AZ preps here, so I think it has some tournaments that are not here. But their only losses on the season are to Rancho Solano Prep, 41-52, to 52, Deer Valley, 40 to 64. ALA West Foothills by 165 to 66. Corona Del Mar to California, 47 to 56. And that's it, folks. That's it, folks. They took care of business with everybody else. Their road to the championship. They beat William 66 to 32. They beat Cicero Prep 79 to 49. They beat El Capitan 79 to 71, who I might add is a lot more athletic and bigger than how I pictured them. And then Babo, they beat them in the championship, fifty-six to thirty-six. And uh, let, let's just say this, okay, with North Valley, what do you think? Aside from winning the conference championship, looking at this schedule, what do you think was probably one of the big high points for North Valley this season, leading into the championship? High points? Mm-hmm. Like, give me, give me a high point. Like, what, what do you think was like a really good moment in the season for them? Obviously, winning all these games, but as far as like. Some of the teams they beat, I mean, they beat Barry Goldwater and Quinn Creek, which those teams aren't, they're like low major big schools. Uh, when they beat Northwest Christian by five, I feel like, but just knowing that they can hang with a Rancho, and I don't really, I don't know. That's tough. Because you look at everybody else, they pretty much beat like our top 10 mm-hmm. in the regular season. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Just call it what it is. So, I mean, that might be a high point. Um, I think maybe for them, for me, in my eyes, I think when they beat El Cap, because, I mean, that game was close, man. Mm-hmm. For a split second, I almost thought El Cap was going to pull it off. I'm not even kidding. Cause, oh, yeah. Because I think El Cap was up by, like, six or seven at one point. It was going into, like, the third or fourth. And I was like, man, like, this is getting kind of crazy. Like, El Cap might just do it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, North Valley came. El Cap, could, El Cap couldn't get stops. And then North Valley was getting stops. Yeah. And North Valley was able to capitalize. And, yeah. So I don't know. I, I feel like a high point for them in the season was their tournaments. You know, even if they didn't win all of those tournament games, you know, whether it was the North Valley shootout oh, or they're playing great competition. Or them going to the winter hoop shootout. I look at like the last game in the winter hoop shootout. They lose to Corona Del Mar forty seven to fifty six, that Cali team. And then they keep going and they just roll, dude. They had they hadn't lost since then. And I mean, Coach Walker does a great job of wanting to play the bigger schools absolutely wanting to challenge his kids and wanting to push his kids and that's one of the reasons why they end up on top man i mean it's great well the controversy is a lot because everybody's can we get into the controversy at the end sure okay i want to get into it but let's just get into it at the end Um, i'm trying to think this okay um a low point in the season i'm thinking about this for north valley was that rancho game Mm. i would have thought that, and if we're being honest here, you know, Rancho didn't have the season that they've had in past years. Absolutely. I, and, I agree. And they lose by 11, you know, but I thought that North Valley should have probably beat them. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't think that they played a good game at all against Rancho and that was at their place. And I just, yeah, I thought that was a low point for them. But obviously, again, you're playing against a really good opponent in Rancho and it prepares you for other stuff later on. So, um yeah, I, I really like that about them. Obviously, they've got, like, Cameron Rice. They've got Austin Kramer. They've got Bobby Rodriguez. they got all these kids that are coming back, dude. Like, they're coming back. It's like they lose a ton of people. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, North Valley is going to be a team to, to be reckoned with. I got to catch up with Coach Walker, and he told me a, a couple things about this season that were pretty special. 
if you remember last season, last season, North Valley, they lost in the quarters, you know, and he was saying that they had a really real conversation in the locker room after that game, and it was at Mogollon, and I think it was a week and a half, maybe, after that, all their kids, they got in the weight room, and they started working, and they started getting better and preparing for this season. A common theme in a lot of teams that make a conference championship run is what, Reyes? The weight room. Getting in the weight room. I mean, it just 100% Getting is. bigger and stronger. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I'm not sorry. Yeah, and I mean, so so they wanted to get bigger and stronger. And um, just, just throwing it out there, too, this is kind of funny. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Nathan. I'm not trying to um, call you out on this, but it was funny. Nathan Marias... Um, he even going with the bigger and stronger, you know, vibes. He grew his beard out for the season to look, you know, <laughs> tough. To look, to look tough. You know, look stronger, gritty. You know, um, uh, it makes me think of uh, what's it called? The eyeliner from uh, Semi Pro. Like, where you go? Where you go? What are you doing? That's really, the wind or something like that. It's, it's really so funny. Um, but you know, they they really worked hard after that loss in the quarters. They went to Section Seven which was awesome for them. Played great. Um, a bunch of their kids, I think it was like 10 of their kids, played soccer in the fall. And, I mean, that two-sport stuff really helps, you know, like everything. And and for those of you coaches, if you're listening, and you try to get your kids to specialize in one sport, I would highly recommend to not do that. Playing multiple sports helps so much. And, you know, 10 of their kids played on the soccer team, so that was good. And another story about North Valley that is not a kid who is, is filling up stat sheets at all, but we got to mention, there's a kid on their name, Colin Jones, or there's a kid on their team named Colin Jones. He's a special needs kid, and um, he is a part of their team, and he got to dress up for senior night, and, like, he, Coach Walker was telling me about... Colin that like the whole team has really rallied around him you know and like the energy that he brings the positivity he brings is awesome and uh yeah he dressed up for senior night and got to play a little bit and uh coach walker was saying that he can make the the locker room pretty lit when he does the gritty in the Ooh, locker room and hey stuff now. and he was saying that he has to kind of like you know give him perspective because sometimes he wants to do the gritty on the floor like on the actual gym floor after they win a game but Coach Walker's like, no, we don't want to do that in the middle of the court. Do it in the locker room, you know, which I thought was pretty funny. So really cool stuff. Um, and Coach Walker talks so much about wanting to expose kids' weaknesses, that that was his goal early on in the season and even in the summer to try to make them better. And we've seen this. Sometimes you try to expose kids' weaknesses. It doesn't go very good. Sometimes they shut down. Sometimes they shut down, you know, and, like, they don't respond well to it. And for Coach Walker, it ended up going really good for them. So uh, just really cool stuff. He did a lot of great things. That game against Bobo, I don't know how much of it you watched, but that game against Bobo, North Valley did some awesome stuff there, man. And, yeah, like Bobo maybe didn't shoot great that night. Uh, they shot great the night before. Absolutely. Do you know what time this game started against Bobo? No. 9 o'clock. Is it 9 o'clock? 9 p.m. I thought it was like 8. No, it was late, dude. And North Valley, it was a lot more about their defense. Honestly, the way that they guard ball screens bothered Bobo like crazy. They hedge and they recover, but they hedge very aggressively. And that really made a difference for them. And they just, North Valley, 
One of my one of my pet peeves about teams is they have great players, but they don't run good quality stuff to get their best players in position to score. That's not mm-hmm. North Valley. North Valley does a great job running diagonal screens to get Cameron Rice the ball. Cameron Rice can shoot it from outside too. He's just he uses space the floor. Um, they they do a good job doing like scissor cuts. They do like a bunch of like just different screening actions to get their players the ball at different places. And they even run a play where they run a guard off of the mid post or off of the low block. And obviously the option is for the shot to come up on the three, but in almost everything they have like someone ceiling. So there's multiple options there. And I think that's what helps them, you know? And if we're being honest, there's some teams that really struggled because they had a hard time getting their teams into like, you know, getting their best players, the ball in good spots to score, mm. you know? And that's not North Valley. So they did a great job, man. And it's a ton of respect for them and for coach Walker and how they do things. So I wanted to start off with all the positive stuff. And let's just talk about some of the controversy. You know, there's some people on online, Twitter, Instagram that pop off and they comment things like, oh, they should be in the 2A. Or there's no way that this team should be in the 1A. Of course, they're going to win championships, whatever. And I know that you got to talk to Coach Walker. I got to talk to Coach Walker. What are your thoughts on all that, dude? I mean, it's kind of the... Just because I know you love it. I love it. Um, it's kind of the same thing with, like, Valley. Um and the same it's exactly the same and the same thing that kind of happened with scott still a little bit um people the general public gets tired of these christian charter schools winning and i think i know you have a cool stat that we learned about when pima won the state title game Mm -hmm. and we'll get to that but i think people need to understand this it's not that coach anderson it's not that coach walker it's not that coach hagsman want to stay in their respective conferences Mm -hmm. we've talked Hagsma want Hagsma wants to play in the five A. I we all agree. Everybody says it, but because it's true, their team would compete well in the five A or four A. Mm-hmm. Let's just call it what it is. Scottsdale's perfect in the three A, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. North Valley would love to jump to go play in the two A, mm-hmm. but every people forget that it's not just one program. Because if you move one program, you have to bring the rest. Yeah. And that's the issue that people don't understand. North Valley might be a powerhouse. They might be a dynasty. Sure, whatever you want to call it. But the rest of their athletics don't do fairly well. Let's just call it what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just what it – I mean, I mean, pretty black and white. Yeah. You know, and like, like that's what kind of what Hagsma said. You can move the basketball program, move the boys' basketball program, the five-way, we'll do just fine. But if you move everybody else, they're already struggling as is in their respective conferences. Sure. So you put them in the five A, they're just gonna be a below five hundred team. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's frustrating. I mean, I understand the general public because sure. there's a lot of perception of oh these guys get to recruit, these guys get the players that they and want. they don't and they don't they and, don't. Coach Walker don't do that. I'm just telling you guys right now, Coach Walker's not about that life. And I get because a lot of people think just because his brother coaches at Cactus that the kid. This is so stupid. People think that the kids that don't make it at Cactus, they don't make the Cactus basketball team, go play for North Valley. <laughs> That's not true, guys. <laughs> like, what is that? Could you imagine? That'd be kind of a nice setup, though. Oh, yeah. Hey, who didn't make the team? Oh, this kid? All, All right, right, send him over. Send I got him you. Over. We got you. Send but, yeah, over. no, Coach Walker has integrity, dude. Like, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't do, that. do that. kind he of He doesn't stuff. do that. And so I think it's just kind of silly. And I, I, I get the frustration. I get it. But he, this guy is a great man. And we can't. 
penalize them for having great teams and doing great coaching. Mm-hmm. Last year, they didn't win it, guys. Yeah, I know. Freaking Mojave Accelerated won it. Everybody's got to chill out. They lost, bro. Like, people lose. It's just, you know, sometimes it's people are due for one, and this what, that's just what they were this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like, too, with all everything that you just said, I agree with 100%. I think what 110 percent, 112 percent. Thanks, man. I think like what people need to realize is, and I want to make sure that I say this clearly: you cannot just move basketball up. You know, you cannot just do that. You have to move your whole programs up. Obviously, like yep. there's some exceptions with like with our school. You know, like football's in the two A, and the rest of us are all in three A. We but, should be in the two A, but. Well, I know, I I get that, but, like, you can't just take one program and move them up and then leave the rest down. Like, their athletic director has the whole athletics to think about, and it would not make sense to move, oh, like, our one basketball program is doing really great, and everybody else is, like, not doing good at all. Let's move them up. Like, that doesn't make any sense, you know? And anybody put in that position would see that if they're thinking clearly. So, you know, what I feel for is the North Valley players. Because it's frustrating to do everything you're supposed to be doing and to be dominant. And then for you and then for people to comment just flippantly like, oh, they shouldn't even be in one A. They should be in two A. It almost discredits what they're doing. And for all the North Valley players that are listening to this, all the coaches, whatever, even if you're not a North Valley player, there is nothing that North Valley players or coaches need to feel bad about. They are in their respective conference where they should be. They are doing amazing. And I mean, they're doing the best with what they got. And I mean that that's that's the name of it. That's the story. And and that's period. That's it, you know? And they're a great squad. So huge respect out to North Valley and the run that they've had. I don't know if there's anything else you want to say about that, but yeah, this is great, man. Well, I mean, and like another thing too is like athletics plays a you know, a decent part, but the main like art I mean the the reason why schools get to go to conf- or different conferences, it's all by enrollment. Mm-hmm. North Valley's a small school, guys. They're as small as you want A's. Yeah. It just happens to be in, you know, a metro Phoenix area where, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of big schools and they, you know, kids just go there, dude. Like, I don't know. Don't hate them for having good academics and I don't know. I just thought of this. You know, it would be so funny. What? I feel hey, like what if we were saying this and we were just wrong and then, like, <laughs> it comes out and flip like the three switch? Months. Yeah, and then three months later, we were just. <laughs> I know. Just so and stuff. I was just I We're was just thinking kidding. about this like you know cuz you mentioned recruiting. Could you imagine if we started recruiting and doing all this like shady stuff? How obvious it would be? Oh for I mean like guys, if Camp Verde rolled out with like a 611 kid if you like <laughs> Bro, if someone saw us with the, and no, if anybody would have saw us and like I said like this past couple years like we've had hype but height to us is 65. Um if <laughs> it was 64 and a half. 65. With shoes. All right, that's fair. Or, uh, yeah, anyways, if Camp Verde were to roll with a 6'7 dude, and let's just call it what it is, he ain't Mexican or white, <laughs> there's something up. The gig's up, guys. I'm just calling what it is, boys. <laughs> I know, man. Camp Verde's a rural, it, it's it a rural just, town, dude. I just think it would be so funny, like, how, how would you have a do conversation think, with somebody? Do you think anybody would say anything? I don't know. I, I would hope so. I, hope I mean, not. I hope not. I don't know. Whatever. If they I rock just, with the pod, they would never say anything. Well, yeah, but I just, I still think that's funny though. Oh yeah, but anyways, shouts out to North Valley for getting it done, dude. And you can't penalize them for being good. That's what it is, black and white. Period. 
I just keep story. thinking about how funny it'd be to walk in a gym with like 6'11, 6'9, 6'8, 6'5, and just being like, yeah, you know, these kids just. They're from Camberti. They just happen to come. Their parents <laughs> live here. Like, I don't know what happened. It's maybe the water that we have. Oh. The Verde River, baby. Let's go. Uh, we're going to go to the 2A next. It's coming up. Okay. So I got some owning up to do here in the 2A. Own up, baby. This is the one that that we both got wrong because neither of us had Pima winning. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say that I counted Pima out every single round or anything because the first round that I had them losing was against ALA in the final four. I know, but I'm gonna be honest. We got so many messages about Pima saying, "Hey, watch out for Pima. Y'all are underrating Pima. Pima is, you know, all this stuff." And I think the problem was this. I didn't get to see them in person. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's the problem because, and and I and I say that I saw them in person, and then I still picked ALA to beat them. But I think it was just because of how hot ALA was and the potential that I saw that they could do to Pima and how it could match up against them. But Pima, I want you to know this: you made me eat my words. I picked ALA to beat you guys. I thought that I didn't think that you guys would make it to the conference championship. You guys made it to the conference championship and y'all handle business. And it is super cool to see a public school winning in the two A. I mean, my gosh. We'll get into this in a second, but I mean, it has been years since we have seen a public school win it in the two A. And and super cool about Pima, man. I got a lot of thoughts about Pima here, but but, yeah, man, this group has been playing together since fourth grade. Can can we talk about real quick before you dive into, like, their heartfelt story? Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. Um, fourth grade. I know. What were you doing in fourth grade? Trapping. But um, Trapping? Trapping. What does that mean? Look it up. Urban Dictionary. Um, no, one thing I did want to say about Pima, I rocked with them. I had them beating Ava. I literally told Steph Iron Show on Hit the Hotline that they were going to lose. Mm-hmm. That kid bamboozled me, dude. He was like, who do you guys got, ALA or Pima? I said, I think Pima. <laughs> mm-hmm, you, you, know, you know what I mean? Um, it was kind of hard. And I think for me and you, is like when you say, like, see him in person, yeah, we saw him in person. I was still rocking with him. I, just, I know. I just saw what that means, bro. What are you talking about? I don't know what I'm talking about. That's do you thing. know what that means? Yes. Read, read, the, read the definition. <laughs> in fourth grade. In fourth grade. You were... Tricking a man, <laughs> I can't even say. It. <laughs> Let me see. Don't read it out loud. Just look at it. Reyes is talking crazy right now, man. As a fourth grader, he's he's got a got a crazy childhood. Maybe we'll do that on Patreon. Hey, <laughs> we'll what is on going on, dude? <laughs> <laughs> this is not trapping. This is not trapping. You're okay. not trap music, All right, dude. go ahead. Sorry, hey, keep going. Dude, that was crazy. Like, what the. F- was that, dude? That was crazy. Uh, okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, I don't even remember where I was at. I was just pretty much that saying. you were rocking with Pima. I was rocking with Pima, dude. But I think what kind of discouraged me was, like, those games that I did watch. The game plan was so obvious. I mean, they obviously use your lane, be in the, be in the lanes, be in the, um, fill the gaps and whatever. But as far as offense, it was just pretty much just, like, just post and 
hammer the paint, hammer the paint, hammer the paint. Well, but see, what I have a lot of respect for, and it's really all these conference champions, North Valley ran great stuff to get their players the ball. Valley Christian obviously ran great action to get into what they wanted to get into. Pima, Pima, they had an identity, punch the ball inside. Like, that was their identity, and that's what they did really, really well. That's good coaching by Coach Thompson. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many teams do you see that you're watching? You're like, what are they even trying to do out there? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's true. That was not Pima. They had an identity, and they did it really well. So, before you go into like the whole spiel, can we talk? Or are you? Is that kind of included? Like the, their losses, like who they lost to? Yeah, it's in here, but we can talk about it for a second. If you want, you can just go. Okay, so let's just talk just about Pima it. for a sec. Okay, I'm a, I'm gonna take a second and just really. Uh, give Pima all the respect that they deserve, all right? Um, so this group of seniors has played together since fourth grade, okay? Fourth graders. I might post a picture here of uh, on social media about them. Like, that's just so cool. I love that. When you have a group of kids that's playing together, the chemistry, the bond, just it's special. The Mojave vibes. Yeah, the Mojave vibes. We talk about the Holbrook vibes. You know, all that kind of stuff. Like, that's why you love you love to see a school like that do it. It's not about transfers. It's not about anything like that. It's all about this is our group. You know, I think that's really special. And in the photo, there's a photo here of them in fourth grade. We talked about this on the Hit the Hotline episode, but Bradley Curtis is there. Bro, imagine if Bradley Curtis is on this team. Pima probably wins two. Bro, think about it. They probably win two. They that, probably, they probably go, <laughs> you can say three? They don't win three. No, two. I think they win two. No, I was saying back, back to back. Think though. about how big they would be. They're already huge. And then you throw Bradley Curtis into there? Yeah. It'd be like. Yeah. You got the Ashby, 6'7", six, 6'5". Six, you got Russell, who's 6'6". Six, six, and then you got Bradley Curtis, who's 6'8". And then their point guard, I already forgot his name, but he's like 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, it's crazy, dude. It's a college team. It's scary. It's wild, dude. Honestly. So, yeah, I mean, um, and also, too, the thing I love about Pima is just their defensive mindset as a team. Um, the highest a team scored against them was Campo Verde, which was 66 all year. Campo Verde, dude. Wilcox scored 66 on them. Well, I know. Oh, wait, no, never mind. They scored 66. My bad. Okay, so. I read that score so wrong. Yeah, and I mean, Pierce Ashby had eight blocks against ALA in the semifinals. Grant Ashby guarded Iron Shell from ALA, and he held him to 10, to 10 points. Think about that for a second. That's locked down. Think about that. Seatbelt. Dude, I don't get that. That's like the seatbelt clicking. I know that's what it, but what, what's the. It's just clamps. Bro, you're old. Oh, okay. I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> I don't get that. Um, he They held eBay from Highland to 10 points. And then when they played against Luke Shaw against Valley, that great matchup, they held him to 19. Their only three losses are against Valley Christian, the 3A state championships, Campo Verde, 5A number one seed. And, you know, they were playing for a championship. I don't know how they've done from that point. Um, and they, uh, Campo Verde plays Millennium. For the 5A state title. Like, think about that, bro. Those are their only two losses. And then the third one is Rock Canyon out of Colorado. 6A number two seed still playing for a state championship in Colorado, bro. Like, like just think about that for a second. And when we when, when you start looking into that, it's like, bro, we, we, I, 
did not give these guys the love that they deserved all year long. So, like, that's a hundred percent on me. And like, like this is a this is tough, man. I mean, and we talked about it a couple times. Like, how many how many times are we going to count Pima out? How many times am I going to count Pima out? It was too many. Well, um, but I mean, like you said, just look at the history. It was tough because. Obviously, this is probably the best team they've had by far. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the past, like, what, four years, they've had these kids. Mm-hmm. But those past three years, it was the same story. Quarterfinals, Final Four, quarterfinals, Final... Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just tough, and it was just like, they just couldn't get it done, so we just didn't know. I know. Like, even with this team, and it wasn't like, we weren't trying to disrespect or anything. We should have known, though. But we should have known, dude. We should have known. You know, we... Dude, they... Dude, they and we kicked ourselves in the nuts for that, dude, because I'm sorry, Pima. And then for a program, their JV squad has only lost one game in the last three years to Valley Christian this year. I mean, think about that, too, bro. Like, that's crazy. So this group is really special. Um, this group works hard. They're committed and um, just super resilient, too, uh, when you're down in a game. And, I mean, as far as battling back and being able to respond to situations, I mean, that's tough. So, um this is what one of the coaches sent to me. Shout outs to Coach Napier for just giving us some great stuff. Is that Napier like have any relation to um Maybe Brandon Napier? Who knows? Who knows? This is dad. Just coaching for Pima. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So um it has been twenty five years since a public two A boys team has done what they did. It's hard with all the private and charter schools out there, but these guys knew they could and worked hard enough to accomplish it. When I had them as fifth graders and we won the tournament, they were in um. Oh, when uh, when I had them as fifth graders and we won the tournament, they lifted that gold ball over their heads as state champs, and it was kind of like deja vu when they won it in the actual tournament. But I mean, just think about that, dude. Like twenty five years since the public two A boys team has done what they did. It's tough. That's unreal. The only closest ones I could think of were Alchesay. Mm-hmm. They went back-to-back state titles, and they lost both times. It's heartbreakers. Gosh, dude. dude, and they were so good that year. I know. So let me break down Coach Thompson, too. Okay, Break and, it down, dude. And, I mean, I'm just going to say this. I think we need to have Coach Thompson on the pod. I think that's the coach's corner. I think that might be the coach's corner. Coach's corner with Cliff. Cliff Bar. <laughs> we're at Cliff Bar. That's why we do it. I don't think they're I don't either, dude. I think they're overrated. Thank you. I hope hey, we- there we go. We agree. For those of you who who like cliff bars, jump off a cliff. I love that so much. Thank Everything you. you just did there. Thank you. Okay, what do you think? Do you think Coach Thompson likes cliff bars? Do you think maybe they named it after him? Him because of Is he him? He's Cliff. <laughs> Okay. The, uh, the big red dog? So so let me say, okay, stop. So let's talk about Cliff Thompson, okay? Hey, what if we get him sponsored by Cliff Bars? Dude, that'd be lit. Anyways. Sweet. Um, so Cliff Thompson, just his coaching resume, right? Like since 2015, 2015, they made the semis. 2016, they made the semis. 2017, they made the semis. 2018, they made the semis. 2019, they made the semis. Think about even just that, bro. Just final fours, not the final fours. 2020, they made the quarters. 2021, they made the semis. 2022, they made the semis. 2023, state champs. Bro, that is unbelievable, that run. Well, but we've always talked about it. Pima's always probably one of the best public schools in the two-way. I know. Maybe, you know They're, the They're the Who's best. Who's better than them? Who's a better public school than they are in the two-way? I don't know. I know, exactly. So, I mean, in each of those years, 
Um, Coach Thompson has won more than 20 games each year. Not getting going for the semifinal hump is like, I, I know for some people, and that's probably where we were at, it seems like underachieving. But the private charter schools and everything facing against them in each of those semifinals is not an easy task to come over. Dude, so, in the top 10 in the 2A, only Bisbee and Pima are the only public schools that are in the top 10. It's crazy. Everything else, look at this Santan Charter. Charter school. Rancho Solano. Prep, I think Santan Charter school. is technically a public school. They're a public charter school. Sure. Charter. <laughs> it literally has charter in their name. I know, but it Phoenix doesn't... Christian. Mm-hmm. Lutheran. Leading Edge Academy. Highland Prep. Country Day. And Trivium Prep. You only mm-hmm. have Bisbee and Pima in there. I know. Big dog. It's, and and then, think about the separation between Bisbee and Pima. And then is Mojave Accelerated a public school? They are, right? I don't know because it's, it's like accelerated learning. So I don't know if that's like a charter school. Yeah, I don't because you know Mojave like high school, and then I don't know if Mojave Accelerated is like. I'm not sure. You know, I'm not I've, sure. I've given up trying to figure out which is uh, public and charter. Anyways, the next one is uh, number fourteen, which is Round Valley. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of crazy to think that it's just run by the charters and all that. Li- literally, no, it, it literally is, dude. Like, it's pretty wild to say, but mm-hmm. anywho, he's been coaching Coach Thompson there for over twenty years, and there's been consistent success. I mean, huge shout-out to Coach Thompson. A well-deserved season and win for him. One of the best coaches in the small ball. And, you know, I'm going to say this, though, okay? I'm going to give him some love here. But I'm going to say something that is maybe be an unpopular opinion. Dude, get crazy. Get a little crazy, bro. I, Coach Thompson was wearing a shirt in the Final Four. Uh, no, in the Elite Eight when they played against Trivium. And I thought the shirt was cool in every way except for the back of the shirt. The back of the shirt had like a huge Rough Rider on the back. Oh, And I just I just thought it looked kind of odd, but I don't know why I felt the need to say that. But anyways, huge respect to Pima, man, and to Coach Thompson for everything that they've done super awesome and uh yeah i think i have i have one regret from the season i was sitting at the uh pima trivium game and i wish i would have went over and said what's up to coach thompson and like you know just said like congratulations the favorite thing from that pima run is when you were watching them live and you're like man they don't look that big and then you walk down and you're like oh my god <laughs> i literally walked down and stood next it was during a timeout so maybe they saw it. I don't know. They probably didn't even know who I was. But I went over and I stood and hey, I was some like, people did. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. But I went and stood over there and I was like, oh my gosh, dude, I felt like a little kid. Like, and I've already said that before, but yeah, it was just, it was pretty crazy. So huge shout outs to Pima and everything that they did this season. Let's finish it off, dude. It's well-deserved. Is there anything else you want to say about Pima? Nope, dude, go Rough Riders, man. Congrats on, you know, doing the impossible. You know what I think we should do? What? Let's skip school and let's go on a horseback ride dude let's do it in honor of the rough riders let's do it i'm gonna do that let's go honestly on a- dude it kind of hurts your junk dude like it's not a fun ride maybe i, I was just riding the horse maybe i was riding backwards i don't know dude it was just not fun right yeah i've only ridden a horse one time and i almost fell off of a cliff anyways let's move on cliff thompson cliff bar cliff full circle we're gonna get to the three and next for the r- big red dog <laughs> <laughs>
I am I am so sorry. <laughs> Bro, I got like It's okay. You're human. I am human. You can't just sit there and be silent. Anyway, you know? I do I had something in my throat. Pause. But um <laughs> what do you call it? Let's move on. Let's hit let's hit the 3A. Talk to Valley, dude. Let's talk about Valley. Let's talk about Valley, the Trojan. So they're back-to-back state champs. Congrats to you. It's pretty tough to do, but... Not pretty tough. That's really difficult to pretty do. Pretty tough, man. That's really difficult. That's really difficult. Why are you saying pretty tough? Can I not say that? <laughs> no, you can't. So can we... Um, the teams at Valley Can play, I just say this before you say anything? This is the best team in the small wall. Absolutely. Valley Christian is the best team in the small wall. They're the best coached in the small ball. They're the best, like, game planned in the small. Every From top to bottom, Valley is the best in the small ball. Are, is Valley them? They are them. That's fair. Um, no, absolutely. I It was kind, it's kind of tough to argue. I think we kind of all knew. Um, there were moments, though, or, like, not even moments. Like, I guess you'd call them little flashes where Valley did look human. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the way that they, the way they adjust... The way they game plan, the way their way, the way they're able to overcome just a little bit of adverse, not like a ton, but a they little. had a lot of adversity, you could say. And then, I mean, like I said, you look at like, look at this; it's crazy. Like you look that they beat Ironwood, they dusted them the first round, and then they play Pima. They lose by two. They take care of Scottsdale. They take care of Gilbert, and then the second time around, they lose. They beat ALA by two. They freaking beat Gilbert by three. They lose the Coolidge, which in that game, obviously Luke Shaw went down early in that game. No, I don't think he played at all against Coolidge. He did. He went down early. No, you're thinking of Gilbert Christian. Is that Gilbert Christian? Yeah. Oh, regardless. But even then, like, it's just crazy. And then, you know, they take care of Florence, and then they just kind of went on this run. And, like, if one thing that I notice between, like, the Gilbert, Yuma, and Monument, Gilbert was hanging with them probably for the half. But they just didn't have – I think the – They just didn't have enough. Of these teams just didn't have enough. Everybody. Let's just call it what it is. They just didn't have enough to sustain a full 32 minutes to hang with Valley. And it's so – and it's like – it's frustrating for other teams. And as a – you know, as a fan of basketball and obviously a fan of the Trojans, it was really fun to see how they respond. Yuma, Braden Moore would hit a big or a tough shot. Okay, got three Valley. Boom, Greer. They hit another three. Okay, we'll we'll bounce back. Hit another three. You know, Yuma, Luke Shaw hits a tough step back midi. I mean, like he's crazy. Dude. You know what I mean? Yuma misses. Valley hits a three. Like you can't overhelp, and you as much as you want to like to double. Like when Valley's ceiling, and then they're trying to feed the paint, and then you try to help. I try to help the helper, and then they just kick it out, dude. They have five shooters on the court. At all times. But, I mean, it's more, you're right, absolutely. But they have, like, seven hoopers. Oh, no, they, no, yeah, for sure. They got seven kids that can just play. Like, they can hoop, yeah. and they get after. But I'm just talking about, like, the overall theme that really stuck out to me for Valiant on a lot of these teams is there's a lot of good shooting teams. Or there's a lot of kids, there's a lot of teams that had kids that can shoot. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't a lot of teams that can shoot. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, I get like, what you're saying. Yeah. Like, Valley's overall team. You just could not leave them open. And they yeah. showed that, you know. And they said Yuma was giving them fits. And then Monument Valley, man, let's talk about that game. Even though that Monument ended up losing by, what was it, 21, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they played tough. They hung with them. But, I mean, the undersized, um, 
the ability to not be able to defend everybody. And then, like I said, Valley just hitting shots. And I think that Juju, as you were talking about from Baijo, just kind of ran out, you know. Mm-hmm. I think the Magic kind of ran out with the Mustangs. And it showed. And and that's a credit to Valley, you know, for playing. But Well, and I think that that's accurate, that the reason the Magic ran out is because of Valley. You know, I, I think that what is my favorite thing to watch about Valley is you see a lot of teams that are really talented, but they don't have good coaching. Or you see a team that has really good coaching and they're not very talented. Valley has everything. And that's why teams just, it's hard to hang with them. You know, like a Gilbert Christian, like a monument. Like, you have to play near perfect to beat them. Like, Valley Christian is not just rolling the ball out because they have seven hoopers and they're like, hey, like, just let's let's get into the lane and kick out, you know, and let's just play. We let's saw, get out in transition. We saw teams that let it just roll the ball out. Um, yeah, and I'm just saying, like, that's not Valley. Like, when you watch the action that Valley does in order to get the action that they want, it's so intentional and it's so good and it's perfect for them. I mean... You want to talk about coming up with a scheme and an identity for a team. That conforms your personnel. It's it's perfect for your personnel, and that's why they're so good, man. And it's a huge testament to Hogsma, to DeBoer, to all their coaching staff, man. I mean, they just do a phenomenal job, and it's just – it's. It's great to just watch really quality basketball in the in the small ball. You know what I mean? And I, and they were the best of any of the teams. I kind of like what you said there, though. Um, Thank I you. Feel, I feel a lot of you're welcome. I feel like a lot of teams kind of lack that. You know, like sure, a lot of people are stuck in their ways, and you've been doing this system for X amount of years, and then you have a different personnel. And I think that's what Valley does best. It's like they conform to the personnel. They, you know, they run what's right for their players, not just because they think it's gonna work. Like. They, it molds the offense into for their players. And so I think that's really a key thing that coaches should probably really start doing. Because obviously, you know, like you can't run the same offense for 20 years and you have a totally different team that probably could do better in another system, you know. And yeah. so I think you always have to adjust. And I think Valley does a great job doing that. And so hats off to them. Well, And, and I think, and I'm going to say this last thing, and then we can move on with the rest of Valley stuff. But I think that's why I believe that they could compete 4A, 5A easy. Not that it would be easy, but – they don't just rely on athleticism to just get what they want. They're not the most athletic team. Let's just they're call. they're not. I mean, they're they're more athletic than what you pro what people would probably think, but they're not the most athletic. You no, know, but they are the the best coached. And, and I think like Yuma Catholic was right there as far as like God, coaching dude. wise. You know what I'm saying? Like he does a great job with that group too. Absolutely. But I just. I don't know. I just got a lot of respect for Valley and obviously like podcaster and us like, you know, following the small ball for, for you guys and for keeping everybody updated on the small ball scene. But even just as a coach, like it was just fun to watch, man. And uh, I don't know. It was just, it was really great. I enjoyed it. Do you believe that I know you were rocking with your warriors? Mm-hmm. Hit, no, we'll actually, we'll talk about that later. Never mind. I was just going to say, okay. So a couple things too about Valley. Um, they did not lose a game with Luke Shaw and Austin Wallace on the floor healthy. Mm. Like they didn't, you know. Um, they lost to Vista Murrieta, and both of those kids missed that game. Correct. They lost to Coolidge. Luke didn't play. Austin sprained his ankle like towards the end of the first quarter or something, and he didn't play in the second quarter. And when he came in, he wasn't 100%, you know. So make excuses all you want, but like they didn't have him. 
and it was still a super close game without your best player and with your second best player. You know, I'm just saying against Coolidge. Um, those two are their leaders, and they've been their leaders all season. And then we got to talk about Jake Harrison, too, on their team. I don't know if you noticed him, but he really shined to me. He was the defensive player of the year, and he did an awesome job locking people up. He defended Talgo, your boy, which is one of the reasons why he had a, a hard time settling into stuff. He defended Wood. He defended by Joe, who, I mean, I mean, he had like 40 points and then like 27 points, I think 30 points. And they did a pretty decent job on Moore from Yuma Catholic. And, I mean, they just, they've got, they've got it, dude. Like, they've got the juju right now. As a team, they shot 37% from three, which is really good, too. And especially when you think about how many threes they were taking, you know, 37% is, is really good. Their top seven kids return. They were all sophomores and juniors, which is crazy to me. And, I mean, we talked about this a little bit with Fountain Hills. I think a huge reason why Valley does this and is so good is because of their region, the South Central. Think about that, dude. Hey, let's like, just, let's call it they were just hey, ready to go. Let's call it what it is. The North Central. Well, we don't have to just keep saying that about our region. I'm just saying, like, the South Central is really, do, really we good. Do justice for no, I understand, but I'm just, I'm focused on the South Central. Like, they were really, really good, dude. Like, North Central till I die. That's the, yeah, sure, that's our region. You don't rock with them, you know? But, like, South Central is the best region in the small bowl. Like, no questions, no nothing. Tell me you disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. I was going to say, if you do, I'm going to turn this podcast off right now because you're being crazy, man. I am a little crazy. I mean, yeah, so I don't know. Um, I just think that you put Valley Christian in a different conference – or not conference in a different region, they have a harder time in the in the playoffs for sure. But their conference prepares them for stuff like that, which is really cool. Um, yeah, I just I think a big thing to watch out for next year is gonna be Grant Woods. Mm. He came in this year as a transfer. He came in at midway through the season and he had a really hard time settling in. When you watch him came in, come into the games, he didn't look comfortable. He wasn't in the system yet. But they get a whole summer, a whole spring, a whole fall with him. And he's going to be a much bigger piece next year, I, I would, you, I would but, imagine. And you saw flashes of him. Like, you did. Like, like, this year he was just kind of like a 3 and D guy, hit some threes and locked some people up. But I think yeah. next year, I think alongside those – I mean, he's part of that seven. I don't know if you agree with that, but I mean – No, yeah, for sure. He's a good player, man. We saw what he can do at Gilbert Christian. Now, if he can translate that over and be better at Valley, I mean, the sky's the limit, my friend. Dude, can we talk about the Greers for a second? They're both sophomores, dude. They're dogging. Dude, that's crazy to me. I think it's Kyle, number 44. 44 is Kyle, and then Carson is uh, five. number five. So Kyle's better. 44, he's a baller, dude. I like number five. I like I like Carson. I like Kyle. Okay, hold on. Hold on now. Who do you think wins in a one-on-one -on -one matchup? Kyle. Come on. You think? Kyle. Think about every time. I mean, it's kind of hard. I mean, Carson's got the height and the length advantage. Are they both 6'5"? No, no. Carson's 6'6". Six, six. Kyle's like 6'4". Oh, my God. Now I'm gonna give you this. Kyle's got he's a little bit bigger, I think, he you is. know, like than Carson. But big body, dude. I don't know, dude. I'm going with Carson, man. I'm going with Kyle. What what makes you go with Kyle? 
Bro, just balls, bro. What do you mean? Every time Valley needed a big shot, who was hitting that? Kyle. Mm. Mm. Go back in the film. Look who's hitting those big shots. Number 44. Not saying that Carson didn't, but I'm just saying Kyle was the main man. Valley Christian, I want you guys your input on this. I'm sure that there's some people that have seen them play one on one. We used to we did this years ago with the, the fans. fans. It was, was really fun. I I want to know who's better, you know, uh, Kyle or Carson. I, I want to know this. Kyle, it's interesting. That's my vote. That's your vote. That's my vote. Maybe we'll do a poll. Do a poll. <laughs> no, we just need a we need a, a highlight of them playing in the backyard. I'm it's okay got to be in the backyard. It can't be in a gym. It's got to be on an outdoor court in the backyard because that's when brothers really play. I've never had a brother before, so I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> you that's, know what I, this, bro. that's what I picture. You know, Are like you them good? going at it. I'm great, you know. I'm solid. I feel you're missing something in life. I used to play against my sister. She used to, be, used to beat me all the time. <laughs> my sister was good, though, actually. Not anymore, though. I'd destroy her. Was she top 10 out of the 10? Dude, I would destroy my sister if I played against her. Like right now, if you gave me a, you put us in the backyard, bro, I'm beating her by like a hundred. Do you feel good about yourself? I would if I beat my sister by a hundred. That's my big sister, dude. I'm no mercy. <laughs> big sister. I'm dropping her. Hey, you do you. I want to. We want to hear from you guys. What do you think about Kyle or Carson? Uh, even a three point competition would be interesting. Um, Kyle Greer's got the hot, the better. Uh, percentage. I wish for the showcase they could be in it. Oh, I know. Gosh, but yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. So, okay, is there anything else you want to say about Valley? They return everybody. They're gonna be on the on our watch for sure. They're gonna be at Section Seven again. I'm sure. So we'll get to see them there. And yeah, I don't know, man. Valley Valley just doing Valley things, man. The best program in the small ball. And once, once again. I mean, once again, you know, it's okay. Let, let's think about this before we leave. This is our last thing, and then we'll get out of here. Next year, who do you think has the best chance to challenge a Valley Christian? I don't. I don't know. This is Yuma, this is Yuma? a this is like a you know this is like a hot seat. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say Yuma. You're gonna say Yuma. I'm gonna say Yuma. I was thinking Yuma too, actually. Say Yuma. Yeah, I and Gilbert Christian's gonna be good again next year. They're young. They're young, dude. My boy Keon's a junior. I am so disappointed. And that's just a credit to Valley's defense. But I was very upset. I just yeah. man, the way he played against Scottsdale and the way he played at the Tim Toyota, it just broke my heart. Yeah. It well, you were broken, dude. Real broken. But it's broken. all right. Anyways, let's move on. Let's finish this thing. Wrap it up. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, that's that's our season finale with uh, these teams in the conferences. It was a great season following you guys. A fun season. Here, hey, this is season three. Season three's in, in the, the books, the bugs, baby. Season three's in the Thank books. Thank you guys so much for following. <laughs> 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 Woo! Thank you guys so much for following us, um, just showing love. We appreciate you guys' input and put back, like, about, like, just what we've been doing, bro. We've been grinding, bro. Dude. It has been a long season. But yeah. like I said, it just doesn't stop. Obviously, if you haven't tuned in, if you forgot what we said in the beginning of the pod, you can hear it now. Tune in for the Arizona Small Ball Spring Tour. Let us know what schools we need to hit up. Check out their facilities. Do the coaches' corners with. Like, just let us know. Leave us in the comment. We'll make a dra- graphic. And uh, oh, and the showcase, be out April the fifteenth. April the fifteenth. Like I said, please come out, support the small ball, and like I said, for you players that are seniors, like I said, we want to showcase you guys and your talents. So just be on the lookout for an invite. 
Have a great rest of your week. Be looking out for Patreon as well.